This episode of ArcaSpeak is sponsored by Arcat. Are you the BIM jockey for your firm? Are you used to the grind of using broad search engines or searching manufacturers' sites only to find they don't have BIM? Are you wrestling with outdated or poorly built objects? It's time to use Arcat.com. Arcat is a free library of over 7,500 BIM objects and systems, all available in multiple formats. Even better, each object is a high-quality BIM based on actual manufacturer products. And you don't even have to register to access RCAT's BIM library. Just head over to RCAT.com, that's A-R-C-A-T dot com, and start downloading the BIM objects you need. Welcome to ArcaSpeak, the podcast that talks about what it's like to work in the profession of architecture. Welcome to episode 141 of the ArcaSpeak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. And I'm Cormac Phelan. And we just need to, uh, it's a sad, sad moment here actually for ArcaSpeak. Um, yeah, it is. As you, as you might have been able to tell from our intro there, it was a little bit shorter. And we're sad to report that uh, Evan was uh, slain by Thanos for the good of the universe. And so he will not be joining us anymore. He's kind of disappeared no longer with us no it's kind of i'm not sure what we're gonna do now but i think 50 percent of the uh universe is like that but you know yeah it happens it affected us too and only a third of us so that's good odds yeah not not too bad so we thought we'd uh get this episode started by talking about airing some grievances little festivus episode here <laughs> oh all right. What grievances do you have? Other than the fact that we no longer have Evan, and so... Uh, we've kind of had a couple of weeks to get used to that, so... I, I, In fact, you know, know, it doesn't even feel any different. Well, maybe a little quieter. I don't know. Might be a little easier to edit now, because you know, we only got two tracks to deal with. It's true. So, well, we'll, we'll, we'll keep foraging on. We've been at it for a while now. It's... New era, right? Or maybe we should put you know out what? an ad. I guarantee no one's going to notice. <laughs> After our ep- last episode, they might. <laughs> that was uh, all about Evan. See, you know what? That's probably why he was the one chosen. Ah, good point. It's all about him, so. <laughs> Thanos said, enough of that. Exactly. <laughs> I've always liked him. That big purple softy. Yeah, he did maybe he did us a favor. Exactly. All right, so uh grievances. Grievances. Well, I tell you, one of my biggest grievances I have right now is consultants. Oh, oh my god, that's uh, a uh that's a minefield right there, man. In my past in dealing with single family homes or even remodels, You might have one or two consultants at most. And for the most part, they didn't really kind of hold things up or, you know, just like, give me your drawings. Okay, maybe there's a question here or there after the fact, but not a whole lot more interaction. So now I'm in this whole new world of 
you know, design bid build and, you know, official bidding process and contractors and subs and RFIs and submittals and ASIs and all this alphabet soup of anachronisms and just it's it's you're really held up by your damn consultants because you get questions or submittals for things and it's like I cannot answer this this is my consultant and so you pass it along and they effing ghost you it's like you don't hear from them you got no answer you go to the job site you meet you know I've got weekly meetings at the job site and I'm out there and they're like well what's the answer on this I'm like I don't know I cannot get a freaking response that what the hell am I supposed to do I call them send emails nothing what the hell what's what's worse about it is when you know, it's week after week and you're at like, you know, a weekly um, OAC meeting and you're sitting down with the owner, you're sitting down with the contractor and they're like, well, you know, we're still waiting on an answer for RFI 100. And they, they of course, immediately look at you and you're like, well, yeah, I'm still waiting on a uh, um, my input from MEP guy or, you know, civil guy or whoever. And then, okay, they're like, all right, fine. You know, well, we need that, you know, answer really, really soon. Next week rolls by. You give them the exact same answer. And then, they're, you know, and it gets to a point where, you know, you're either A, going to cause a delay, or B, you've already long since passed the point of pissing everybody else off, including the owner, or mostly the owner. Well, it, it makes you look bad, first yes, off. Yes, exactly. It's just like you have no control over your your consultants what's wrong with you like uh, well and in some cases we don't i mean we don't always get to choose our consultant team on some things it's not always true we have a you know our list of preferred ones that we typically use all the time but that's not always true and the client forces us or requests that we use a different consultant for a multitude of reasons usually price and and now we're like we're, we look bad. Like yeah. We are not yeah. performing because all the communication comes, goes through us. It, you know, we get it. We're using Procore in this case. So uh, everything gets Procore. pushed out to us. Then we push it out to the consultant team. And I, all right, so we're, we're shitting all over some consultants who will go unnamed here, but <laughs> I, I, I will also say that some of my consultants are performing really well. They they're responding no, no, sometimes the same day. This is the grievance show. We, no, no, all right, fine. No, We're grievance. No praise they're for all the good shit. Ones. I can't stand any of them. All right, fair enough. No, we, uh, we we'll don't have to talk about them. They know who they are. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll only talk about the bad. Oh my ones. god! I, uh, I hope they're not all listening because then they'll all think it's them. And well, actually, it honestly is. So that's okay. Well, if it is them and they are listening, can you please hurry up with the RFI? I mean, seriously, I've been waiting two damn weeks. Please. <laughs> yeah, or at least call me back, right? I mean, I even in my last message, I was, I asked him, I'm like, okay, is somebody else, should I be talking to somebody else? Can, is somebody else going to be able to help me on this? You know, I'm trying to be nice here, but I'm, I'm getting a little pissed off. And I could tomorrow tell. I'm not going to be so damn nice. I, I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that 
this is the point where I, I guess maybe I miss Evan because he would probably temper you a little bit. And, uh, he might. And, and I'm yeah. only I'm only here to fan the flames. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, yeah. so are you trying to say you're the little devil on my shoulder and I'm missing my little angel Evan? Is that it? Oh, it's your little angel. <laughs> Evan, if you're anywhere out there, just like to tell you, you're a, you're an angel. Hey, hey, guys, what I miss? Oh, <laughs> he's here. Catch, catch me up on on what I. Sorry, speaking I'm late. of angels, <laughs> you're uh, back. I've, I've been what called, happened? I've been you, called worse. You've just <laughs> you you disappeared, and now you're back. What happened? I made a deal. Yeah, Where I have you been? Deal. In the in in your nether regions, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? You're gonna have to cut that. Part out. Oh God! <laughs> no, I'm just repeating. What I'm you not said cutting earlier. that out. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's podcast gold. You've goals. been nowhere near there. Okay, let's that just be clear gold. about that. That was great. That was perfect timing. <laughs> perfect comedic timing. Uh, there. Anyway, you got to include that part of the pre-show now so that everybody gets the, gets the joke. That's too much work, man. I, I got yeah. I my daughter's birthdays this weekend. I, I I'm limited <laughs> on time here, so we're just this is going to roll. <laughs> so, what are you guys talking about? We're talking about grievances. Grievances. We're airing some grievances today. Good stuff. Currently, right now, uh, it seems as if Neil is a bit. Maybe a bit's too harsh, but just a skosh upset about something. <laughs> and uh, why not? And it all so gives... communication's an issue. Yes, communication. You know, actually, Neil. Jeez. See, there. Uh, Evans here. There's to my to little white angel on my yeah. shoulder. Communication <laughs> is the, the issue. So red devil. Clear. It. It's not a problem with the the consultant's not the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> you have not effectively communicated with them the urgency. Now you're of... throwing me under the bus. You're getting on my shit list now too. But... Sweet. I'm a grievance now. Always That's wanted good. to be. I shall be. Oh, general so grievance. hard not to drop so, some f bombs here. So I, there's I th- this whole topic brings up a couple of thoughts for me. One one is yeah communication and and just leadership. I mean I think one of the things that we all have to deal with when we're working with consultants is especially in the public realm, right? Cormac is, is yeah. the, the, uh, the low bid, right? Oh my I mean, God, that's yeah. what we're talking. We're, t- we're talking about the low bid of consultants, right? Being, and, and you get what you pay for. We've, we've talked about that you before. Know, client, yeah. Cause client after clients going after like the low bid for the contractors. And unfortunately when it comes time for us to pull together our project team, sometimes we have to go for the low bid too. And you're right. Well, and, and no joke, consultant costs have been going up, right? Um, so yes. it's uh, it it definitely is a factor to to be dealt with uh, when you're when you're picking and selecting the team to work on a project. But I, again, I, it is kind of you get what you pay for. And I think one of the interesting things to talk about as architects who lead these teams and who are it is our um, we're you know it's it's what's the what's the right word here i mean we're it's our reputations on the line yeah, yeah. and and they're not the ones competing for the work it's us who's competing for the work and then we're awarding consultants jobs based on that yeah. and i think i think that's something that that should be addressed i mean 
do you guys make consultants compete for the jobs that that you're potentially awarding to them on your projects? I mean, you had to compete for the job. Yeah, I mean, we have to go out and get like, you know, two and three uh, proposals for, you know, when we're initially going after something um, for, you know, the scope of services. And, and we have to basically, you know, a lot of times, even though we may have favored people that we like to work with, um, you know, sometimes they're not the most, uh, you know, they're, they're not the cheaper ones. And, you know, you go with somebody who you either may not know at all, or you're not comfortable with, or a lot of times we've had it. Um, Neil said that, you know, where we get stuck with somebody who the owner wants. And it's just like, you know, my brother-in-law is a uh, structural engineer, so I'd really like you to use him. And, yeah. you know, his brother-in-law got his degree off the back of a truck and that's what we got to deal with. Um, and it's just like, sorry, man, you're, you know, the structural engineer is completely unresponsive, but you know, what are you going to say since, you know, it's, it was a suggestion by them. It's just like, well, you told us to work with this guy. Yeah. That goes over very well. Yeah. Can't say that. I, I want to, when you, this also brings up to me is this book that I'm, I'm reading called radical candor by Kim Scott. And it's basically talking about how to have these really candid conversations with people so so that you're really upfront but you and you're not you're not mean about it you're not rude about it but but you're giving honest feedback that hopefully leads to a better work product or whatever it is better relationship better working relationship and and so i, I mean it sounds neil like you're you're calling these these people up and leaving messages and and it i mean it doesn't sound like they're being professional and and returning holding up their end of the bargain, right? Yeah. And so I wonder, you know, this also goes back to kind of vetting consultants in the first place. And and do you guys do any kind of is my guess is it's just kind of like, oh, you ask around the office, have you worked with this team? Have you worked cuz each each consultant that you might work with also has a, an A team and a B team and a C team, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to and, get into that. And so yeah. I wonder like do you guys do any kind of vetting of I mean, one of the things that I've thought about with, with consultants, and this is not a new idea, I'm not saying I originated this idea, but it, it's one of those things where where is is this consultant, is their business have similar aspirations to your business? Would there be a, a benefit in having that relationship because mm-hmm. you guys aspire for something similar? And, and meaning that like, you help them achieve something, they help you achieve something, right. and therefore you have a common purpose in the services that you offer, in the designs that you offer, in, in whatever it is that you're after being an architect or, or working as a firm in the architectural profession. I think that that's, that's taking it to another level for sure, but that also takes a lot of effort to do, but I think it could pay off in huge ways, especially... If if you guys are are going after something bigger than just the project you have on your plate right now, yeah, that's a that's a good point. I think one of the challenges we're seeing right now, and and I mean I'll be the first one to put ourselves even on this, uh, on this on, on in this on the sword on this one, which is we I, I I don't know about you guys. Well, actually I do, but I don't know about the rest of our listeners out there, but we're swamped. We're very, we're very busy, which is a great thing. I, I got to be careful how I say that. We're, we're very busy, 
but I find it right now a challenge to keep up. This is my other grievance here. I'm on air is that um, just just trying to keep up with everybody to give the 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 challenges we're we're keeping up. I feel that I'm having a I'm struggling giving everyone the service that I should be doing. Yeah, because you don't want to compromise. Right. Yeah, and. And so that that it's a struggle right now, um, in that we're, we're, it's hard to find people with a certain level of experience. I think the recession wiped out like an entire section of the architectural field. That there's just a, there's a gap that five to seven year experience gap of professionals out there that just are very very thin right now. I don't know what you get. What your firm's experiences have been in that sort of gap range of well, trying to hire people. We actually, the funny thing is, we just had a very similar conversation in the office about where our our talent gap is, and you know we're you know on on the hunt for for talent, um, and it's uh, it's it's really hard. I mean, you know, because especially if we do specialized work, um, you know, to find people who not only are experienced, but are also experienced in the type of work that we do. So that makes it really hard. Um, and I know, I know Evan, you're, you're probably in that same boat as well. Yeah, totally. I mean that I exactly what you said, Neil, it's a, it's a huge gap. It's really hard to attract people. Um, it is an employee's market right now. There's a lot of people yeah. tailoring their career based on uh, projects that are out there. You know, they want to go where the projects are and then they move on to even another firm after that project ends because they're, they're just curating their portfolio at this point because, because it's that type of a market. Yeah. It's really hard to build good, solid teams for the long haul um, when you can't even find anybody to apply for the positions. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that's what we're... You know, back to uh, what you were saying earlier about, like, um, both of you guys were saying about the consultants and, you know, kind of like getting stuck. And and I don't know um, if you guys do a lot of, like, out-of-state or another state work, but we do projects all over the country. And a lot of times we're, and I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word stuck, but, you know, we have to choose local um you know, local firms, local architect to work with and, and things like that. And, you know, a lot of times you're, you're learning, you know, who these people are and what they can do and all of that other stuff. But because you're so used to working with the project team that, you know, you're comfortable with, you know, say a lot of our local uh, work is, you know, people that we work with all of the time. And, you know, sometimes, We'll do work, you know, we're doing work locally, but, you know, we've got, you know, work down in, um, you know, in, in Durham, North Carolina right now. And we're using the same, um, you know, a, the same company for uh, different services. So we know, you know, we feel comfortable with, you know, those kind of uh, relationships. But then there's some that are just a crapshoot. And, you know, like we had one that... um you know, we were told by the uh, university that, you know, they've they've had a lot of good experience with these people. And, you know, we'd like for you to use them on, you know, the 
the discipline they were working on. I'm try, trying to keep it as very um, <laughs> not specific. Generic terms there. <laughs> not, yeah, exactly. Not specific as possible. And so you won't use Eric, the the civil engineer anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was so hard for them to get, well, first, you know, they had an opinion about everybody else's job except for their own. In their own, they were so unresponsive that it was just a pain to, you know, get a lot of this work done. And they were like, well, you know, but I, I was sort of using that joke about, you know, when, when we're sitting in front of the owner and the owner's, uh, you know, the contractor's asking about the status of an RFI that's been open for four weeks and it's that one guy and you really want to say to him, I'm like, look, you know, I would have had, if, if I would have had my choice of, you know, consultant X and you, uh, stuck me with consultant Y, I would have had that am- answer for you, but no, I have a uh, consultant Y and unfortunately you're, you, you did this to us. <laughs> you can't say that to him and you're, you know, clearly you don't, you know, you'd love to say it to him, but of course you can't say it to him, but you know, it's just it's the quality of work and in the unknowns, the unknowns from, you know, people that you're working with in local jurisdictions. Sometimes uh, I just, it's, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's like pulling your hair out, you know? Well, you you guys have seen the triangle, the, the fast, cheap and good. And you get to pick two. Yeah. You've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about the consultant who is, Let let's let's talk about the one who's good and cheap, because that is the one that just takes forever to do stuff. Yeah, right. right. But yeah. Th- you work with them. She's the nicest person. She she always you know is is really lovely to talk to. Does get you what you ask for late every time, uh, and and so I mean, what what do you do in those instances when you're working with? you know, some consultant who is a great person does the right kind of service, but just never hits a deadline uh, because they're cheap. That's why they get hired well, time you know, and time again. And, and then I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. Cause then you also get the, well, you know, that's not really in my scope. Um, you know, I had to cut back my scope, you know, so that I could, uh, um, I find those the... ones to be like, yeah, we'll do whatever you need. Oh, what, yeah. yeah, fine. Whatever you need. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll do that too. And they don't charge you extra for it. They just do it, but they take forever. <laughs> it happens. It happens, especially on K-12 stuff. I, I've seen. I I haven't. You, you're sorry. You've just completely baffled me. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Thanos. Take him away. Uh, take we him need out. him back. Because, uh, I, I mean... You don't have that that kind of experience, that kind of consultant. I, I've never had a consultant who says, "Yeah, I'll go ahead and oh, don't worry about the you know additional services. I'll uh, I can go ahead and pick that up." Yeah. Well, it's all no, little they're... stuff. I mean, I'm not asking them. To, we're not asking them to do anything crazy, but like the you know the client or the maintenance person keeps telling, changing their mind and cutting more scope out of their part of the project or whatever. And that, yeah, we'll, we'll make the changes. You know, it's we need it by Wednesday. You'll get it in two weeks, basically. Yeah, it happens. It happens quite often. I've seen, but then there's the cheap and really bad consultants, and they're non-responsive, and you have to do their job for them. And 
they make you look bad. And, and those are the ones that to me, like it, it would make sense if we kept track of that kind of thing so that they actually don't get hired again or make them compete for it because they're typically getting picked because they're, they're cheap, but uh, it's, it's painful. It's a painful process to work with those consultants. Well, you know, like, um, and I, I don't know if they do it in the K through 12 market on, you know, out there as they do here, but they pre-qualify all of their architects. Um, they pre-qualify all their CMs, but they rarely ever pre-qualify all of the consulting engineers. Cause that's Correct. normally part of the team. Uh, with the architect, you know, the architect, sure. if they're going to get picked and, you know, you go through, if it's, you know, Hey, it, you know, Evan's turn to do the next, uh, high school. So then Evan goes out and, um, you know, starts building his project team and gets all of the, the dollars and they're like, well, you know, we're only going to pay you this much. And he said, okay, well, you know, I want a uh, civil engineer X, Y, and Z to bid on it. And Z comes in the cheapest. So you kind of go with him. Um, but you know, it would be good to, I mean, we try to pre-qualify all of the people that we, we work with just, you know, internally for us. But, you know, sometimes when you're having to come up with that magic mix of, you know, fee or your MBEs and, and all of these other, you know, things, mm-hmm. you know, the that perfect recipe, you know, that, yeah. yeah, that you're trying to come up with that perfect recipe of, of, you know, qualified people that are also cheap and all that other stuff. And, you know, they're also busy too. And they're trying to, um, you know, kind of, you know, like you've beaten me down with these fees. So this is all you're getting from me. Um, I can't give you any more because you're not giving me any more. Yeah. Well, I guess I, my, my final thing about this topic would just be to treat it like any other relationship where you want a good outcome is invest into it. And so if you, while you're not under the crazy pressure of the job, take a consultant out to lunch, get to know them better, see what they're all about, find out what they want to do with their life or with their business, depending on, we actually had consultants come in and do presentations about just, just to give us exposure to what they've done, what they're capable of doing, where they want to go, who have they merged with, what, you know, they, they, they thought of all the stuff to talk about and they, they gave us a presentation, and I thought it was pretty fantastic business development on their part to do that because they came in and presented to our entire staff in our office all of the stuff that they're doing, and it just showed that they were serious about working with us. Right. They they showed their aspirational side. They showed what their capabilities were, and I thought that was fantastic. And so I think you know not every consultant or business out there is gonna gonna do that. They're not gonna have the just the the motivation to do that kind of thing but we can learn more about our consultants and what they're all about and and put that effort in because i think that's kind of what it's going to take if if you're really struggling to find good consultants um or get them to call you back or or deliver what they said they would deliver um maybe it just needs to get a little more personal and and got to show that that interest in them and probably would be better to do that when it's not under the giant pressure because I'm sure that they're super busy too. Um, yeah. and I, and I know that it doesn't really help us to just get, keep giving them the benefit of the doubt because they, they said they were going to do something, but, but maybe it's, it's like, Hey, instead of, instead of, uh, bitching at them on voicemail, just say, Hey, let's grab a coffee and talk about what's going on. You know, something like that. See Neil told you. 
See? Um, it, it's all good. All right. If we didn't have uh, Evan come back yeah. from the dead, it would just be you and me bitching about how they It would suck just be a giant and, crap you know, storm here. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> well, that might be a little more entertaining, though. Uh, yeah, probably. Sorry. Maybe. Well, it. maybe for you. Well, I got more grieves. I got I got more. I was hoping you did. Oh, yeah. I, I got a, an effing world of them right now. So. <laughs> He's in a world of grieves. <laughs> I, hey, I did you ask what you grieves? Ask grieves. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's up with the damn code book? What? All right. So this is oh. like a, this is like a total, like, uh, you know, Seinfeld kind of. Um, episode of um, <laughs> and what's the deal with the code books? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I, no, I all right. So I'm dealing. The code I, books are your friend, Neil. No, no, they effing hate me right now. Holy crap! It's like everything I'm doing right now is just a bucket of hurt. Everything. <laughs> It's a freaking bucket of hurt. Everything. It I'm we're doing a simple package locker edition. Not even edition. It's a we're taking over in an office and a storage room and turning it into a package lockage locker room in this community bu- No, excuse me, in this community building. And for those that don't know, one of the big things that's very popular right now in multifamily housing is uh, or one of the big needs is package locker storage. So everybody's ordering off of Amazon or somewhere else in the UPS or FedEx person's coming in and they're just stuffing the, the first off the mail rooms typically are not designed for packages. So they can't put them there. They put them behind, you know, the, 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 um, you know, the, the, these multifamily buildings have these like uh, sales areas or, you know, common community room areas. And there's always somebody who's kind of working there to help or something. And so they're just, they're getting stuffed and thrown everywhere. So if these, these developments weren't built this way with, to, to handle package lockers, anyway, you, you have to build these areas and these, they make these, uh, I forget the manufacturer that one of the more popular ones, but you, you probably have seen these Amazon lockers in your local grocery store or something like that. It's basically that, but in your building. And so we have a building. It's barely six, seven years old. It's been four months and I'm still don't four months four four or five months. No, I think it was November. We submitted this in November of last year. We still don't have a permit. We keep going around and around with the building official. This is all over accessibility upgrades. There's a building that's barely six years old and just the code is just driving me insane. There's all this stuff about, I mean, what basically happened was the building plan checker came back and just said, oh, well, what are you doing for accessibility here, 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 and here, and here? And so we're like, okay, well, we'll put some notes on here. Like, hey, if this is not quite right, the contractor to verify. They're like, no, 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 no. You need to tell us exactly what you're doing. So the client had to go out, hire an accessibility consultant to go out and survey the entire property down to the little like quarter inch. They were like, yeah, this mirror in this bathroom is a quarter, not even a quarter, maybe an eighth of an inch off. It's supposed to be 40 inches and it was like 40 and a quarter. So, you know, we got to 
you know, change the mirror. Anyway, then the, then the, then they had to get a contractor to bid all of these different things so that we could come up with 20% of the overall cost of this project, $30,000. I mean, we've probably spent more than $30,000 in freaking consultant fees, more than the job is worth just to deal with this stuff. I mean, that's just one thing. I've got, I got a whole bunch of other ones when we get into, but a lot of them are, are surrounding this sort of stuff. I've got existing projects and all, I have a project in a city that apparently it's, it's owned by an affordable housing developer, but apparently the plan checker goes back. He pulls the original permit on this project. It's from 1999, maybe 2000. And he sends his plan check comments. He goes, this project was never approved as a public housing project. So uh, you've got to make the entire thing chapter, you know, compliant with chapter 11B. I'm like, shit, all we're doing is like maintenance. We're fixing, you know, some flooring, some cabinetry and countertops and upgrading the fixtures. It, this is all building maintenance. Is that no, no, it's it, you got to put everything up to 11B, you know, blow out your kitchens and bathrooms to make them all totally accessible. And I'm like, no, damn it. Uh, you know, multiple exceptions within chapter 11B. Don't, I don't have to do some of this stuff, but it's just this constant battle back and forth. And I'm under this, we're under a deadline. These, these projects, they get funded. They have to get permitted in a certain time. Otherwise they lose their funding. And it's just, it's this freaking battle. I feel like every day I go to work, it's a freaking battle. I don't know. Is architecture a battle? Is that what, is that what we do? Is that what we're doing? Maybe that's just what I'm doing right now, but that's, that's, I don't know. That's my grievance. Talk me off the ledge, Evan. I I (laughs) believe that you need a hug. (laughs) <laughs> do we need an internet hug watch out we need an intervention <laughs> oh maybe that's it i don't so, know it, i mean sorry uh right when you were i just started to have pat benatar singing in the yeah, me back too. of my head <laughs> totally just like you know love is a battlefield right here exactly insert that into the show i you know Neil, sometimes that's my answer. Sometimes, yes, exactly. I would, I would say it, it, it is. Does it have to be? Probably not. But you know, you're dealing with people who are looking at things black and white. Then you know, you're dealing with you know people who are a little bit more amoebic, you know, than other people who just see gray and it just, uh, you know. It's a lot of butting heads for probably no reason. You know, if you take take a step back, take a deep breath and and do it. And then unfortunately, you don't have the time to even take the deep breath. Everybody wants the answer now. And uh, you just got to, I mean, that's kind of why they hire us, though, is so that we can manage through all of the crisis. So crisis management. Is yes. That, I should put that on my my business card. Put that on your LinkedIn profile. Yes. Yeah. I mean, where I, I I agree. I think that and then I this is probably an opportunity for you to grow and because you've got Oh, I'm f- 
effing growing. <laughs> You've got to deal. With, He's got to deal with this stuff. Now. And and the next time it's going to be way easier because you've done it before. So, uh, but, but yeah, it doesn't make first. it any easier now. Sorry, <laughs> you know, it's like you know, I really didn't want to learn that lesson. Right, <laughs> that's pretty much how it always goes, though. Exactly. Yeah. Like well, all, all I wanted by to now do is... I would have figured this sh- shit out, but I, <laughs> that's not necessarily true. I am doing a different product type. It's it's a it's different than what I've done before, and there's a lot of growing pains. You're in, stretching new muscles here. here, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, they're stretching all right. <laughs> Eat a couple of bananas; the potassium will do you fine. You'll you'll get back to it. Oh, I know. The episode where Neil snaps. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> go, get him yeah. about to go postal. There's yeah, there'll be a lot of beeps in this one. I've been very, I've been good about that so far, but. You tried to self beep yourself, yeah. I have self beep myself because it's a pain in the butt to edit that. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't anyway. think that I don't think that the added stress of lots of projects and short timelines helps in any of this. So you got got to figure out how to, you know, delegate, get, shed responsibilities. Like you said, you're you're pretty good at this, Neil. You're pretty good at saying. I don't have, I have very limited time. I have, I, so you say no to more things. And I think that that's a, that's a good thing to do in these circumstances. So yeah, just concentrate yeah. on the stuff you have to do. Yeah. What, what is it? You know, so I get, I get this, uh, change order request today. So picture this. So we, we made some changes to the windows to make them more economical. We get a change order request. Okay. Yep. Some of the windows change. So, Okay, well, here's here's the uh, uh, you know charge for this, charge for that, charge for this, and I'm like, wait a minute, but one of those windows got smaller. This is like a, a grouping of windows in each unit, and I'm like, and we eliminated this other window. So where's the deduct for those two? Like, I'm not going to approve this until I can find out what happened to the things that you took out. Where's the credit? So should we throw? I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. Oh, I, we're I, having fun here. So I, let's just throw I contractors it, out here. I too. find it interesting that you haven't thrown contractors in. <laughs> this, <yet. laughs> this is how bad it is that I've. It's like the third or fourth thing on my list. Totally. Neil, Neil, <laughs> funny thing was, is today. You know, I was. Uh, we were talking about you know, um, different ways of handling things through, mm-hmm. you know, contract stuff. You know, ASIs, change orders, and all that other stuff. And we got to talking and something came in for uh, one of the projects and we we're like, well, that's going to be a change order. I'm like, don't worry about it. I will find a credit to offset that change. Order. <laughs> I am, I, I am like a rabid dog when it comes to trying to find the credits. I was just Detective like, failing. I like yeah. you will, I mean, I will. So what you're, yeah, I, go ahead. Sure. I may pay for this, but you will be paying for something else. Is that and, the and, world and I've, we and live I've, in here? Yeah, yeah. I, I've I'm stockpiling. <laughs> I already know like a handful of credits and stuff that we've um, that we've already. You got your, and, you got so, your spreadsheet tracking going. Totally stockpiling. I'm waiting for somebody mm-hmm. to say, "Oh, well, you know, this is going to cost this." Like, eh, yeah, is it really? <laughs> <laughs> you see, here's the deal. 
Exactly. Let's talk for a moment. You remember when we did this, 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 and this, and we never went back and asked for the credit, which, you know, we so rightly deserved. Well, time to pay the piper. (laughs) Time to call in these favors. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. It's just, it's an interesting game that's sort of new to me with this sort of uh in that world which you're very familiar with Cormac so this is new to me so I'm I'm like wow new world right just eyes open to this whole I mean I I say that but yet even at dealing with remodels and and single family stuff we're always battling the contractors on little things here and there but um this is this is like really big because this is the first time in my my career where um, I mean, like the, the everything is everything is documented. Every uh, dollar right. is tracked, <laughs> right? Yo. And so it's like, whoa, this is really interesting. Anything I do is is uh, every like it's, I say, every decision is tracked. And then just trying to figure out how do we track this on the drawings? Every little change, and uh, you know, and issuing new updates here and there, and tracking all this stuff. It's like, oh, I. I you know, it's it's new. There's probably people rolling their eyes at me right now, listening to this, saying, "Oh, you know, he's so cute." But uh, <laughs> you know, um, it, it, to know it's I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah. Right. shut up! Cute. Aren't you fucking dead? <laughs> <laughs> I can be. <laughs> well, Neil, I mean, it, it is. It's all I can say is this is just the first of many. Yeah. <laughs> so, it only gets worse. Oh, what? we got more episodes coming. <laughs> it, yeah. It, I don't know if it necessarily gets worse. I just think you, you'll you learn how to deal with the, the flow. I mean, you know, I, I go back and I always think of, you know, what is the true intent of construction documents, uh, whether it's the specs or the drawings. And it's mm-hmm. all CYA. It really is. <laughs> And that's yeah. why the documentations, that's why like, you know, any little thing, I mean, I love, um, that's what CA is actually. Uh, they just left the letter out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, they did, uh, well, I, yeah, I guess it's just, you know, cover ass, cover your ass. <laughs> sure. Same thing. Um, but you know, that's why it's so just desperately important to make sure that you've documented every little thing and when somebody says something you know and maybe it's something like yeah well maybe we should just you know move this here or something like that and you know even if something that you think is just you know banal you say no that's all right you know we can just move that well that little move you know when somebody comes back around with that you know change order you know request and it's you know ten thousand dollars um you know, you just make sure that you're covered. Hey, yeah, you have just... that encyclopedic memory of all of the things so that you can just pull it up at a moment's yeah, notice. Exactly. Yeah. Well, our yeah. that's easy. I love our encyclopedic memory is um, assisted by a new forma for us. Where, Computation. Yeah. All you got to do is like today, um, we were we had a conversation about a video room and what um what we were doing for the ceiling in a video room um whether or not it was going to be a drop ceiling with you know the um you know kind of like the suspended uh grid 
so that you can adjust all of the the lights and all that other stuff um or if we were going to have no no ceiling um and just the suspended grid but then you know we would have to acoustically treat the underside of the deck and you know got come back and we're just talking about costs and you know what each of those implications mean um and so we decided obviously on the cheaper of the two not really any different um cost or i mean cost wise it was the cheaper of the two but acoustically um and programmatically it was you know roughly the same thing um but yeah it's just you know just making sure that you just you know it's something as simple as that you know just documented like who said what just to make sure when it comes back and it doesn't quite you know align with the cost that we all thought you know, this is what we agreed on and you signed off on it. So this is, you know, so that's why it's not a errors and omissions. <laughs> Cause I think that's yeah, what scares, I think, I think that's what scares us the most. Yeah. Is that the good old E and O. Yeah. I think, but the part that I struggle with is I tend to be a perfectionist. And so I yeah, hate Good luck making... with that. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I've, yeah, it, but I, I don't like making mistakes. If if I mean un- things you don't know or things like that, okay. I mean, we, we deal with that, but um, it just it just seems that there's a lot of unknowns. I most of what I'm all of the projects I'm doing are um, uh, affordable rehabs, so they're existing buildings that we're going in and. And in some cases, tearing down to the stud, and in others, just just some interior stuff, and it's less involved. But there's just so many unknowns and things you're just not sure about, and it's very frustrating when you think you know how something is done, you draw it up, you document it, and do all that, and then they tear it apart, and it's like, oh no, shoot, it, it's not like that. Um, so uh, that gets frustrating because then your client's like, well, you know, what does this guy really know? Or what do they know? Are they that good at what they're doing? Um, you know, you try and check, double check, but it's, uh, um, just, just a lot of those types of things. And, you know, when they happen all at the same time, you're like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? (laughs) So, well, the avalanche. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of an avalanche. I so guess. this so. that's why we should petition the AIA to change um, CDs to CEs. CEs. Yes, close enough. Close. <laughs> close enough. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, you need to. Uh, you need to go ahead and get that perfection thing out of your head. Oh, I know. I struggled dealing, with that my you, whole you life. Deal, you're dealing with clients. You're dealing with contractors. You're dealing with subcontractors. You're dealing with people who, who remember, uh, what did we say? Low bid. You know, you get what you pay yeah. for. Sometimes, you know, you go through this whole damn effort of doing all of this stuff. And, you know, like, say, good example, you know, went through designed all of these folding partitions. They need to meet, you know, a uh, pretty high STC because they're separating um, large classrooms and everything else. And, and uh, you know, we specified a specific type, so, you know, which is pretty much the only one that could get that one. And, you know, we start getting all of these bids for, well, you know, um, we could do this, but, you know, if you just, uh, you know, relent on, you know, this uh, 
um, unrealistic uh, STC rating. I'm like, well, it's really not unrealistic when we found, you know, a, a couple of different manufacturers who can conform to it, but you're looking at one who can only conform to one thing, a really low number. And not not the number of the STC, but the number of the bid. And, yeah. uh, you know, so, um, so yeah, so you're just, you know, so the perfection parts, you know, sometimes you got to go out, out the window and just, uh, you know, do the close enoughs. Close enoughs. I like that. Start the petition. <laughs> uh, I guess it comes from way too many K through 12s. Because I think that's, yeah, right, Evan? You know? Yep. I mean, I know. I know. It's true. Have we aired enough grievances for tonight? Or you got, I don't know. You do, you need, more? do you need to sit back down on the couch and yell out, <laughs> let, yell out oh, the clouds a little bit more? You know, just just like any psychiatrist type episode, you know appointment. That just we'll see you in two weeks. Yep. Back for more. <laughs> Hundred and fifty dollars an hour. It gets expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're cheaper, right? Yeah. Well, we're we're cheaper, so we're free. you can air your grievances to us, right? Do it. I don't know. No, don't do that. I don't want to hear about your problems. I got enough of my own. <laughs> I would like to hear about how hear. your problems are worse than mine. I want to hear. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. I want to hear problems that are worse than ours. Oh, I'm sure they exist. I won't feel so bad. I'm sure they exist. We got to, hopefully if our listeners can actually download this episode on Apple Podcasts, (laughs) they'll be able to listen and tell us. Yeah. As opposed to last episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's finish up. Take us out. Sounds good. All right. Well, hey, I want to remind everybody that this episode is sponsored by RCAT and the music is by System Kid. Subscribe to RCAT on Apple Podcasts, which hopefully you'll be able to download this episode on or listen directly from our site. Don't forget, you can still do that. And that's at arcaspeakpodcast.com, where you can stream or download every episode and find links to everything we referenced. Follow the show on social media via Twitter and Facebook, or you can even email us. Links to all of these can be found at arcaspeakpodcast.com. Stay subscribed, everyone, and thanks for listening, and we're happy to have Evan back. Welcome back, Evan. Oh, thanks. See you next time. Welcome back from the dead.